Children, brothers and sisters, how are you all today? Okay, uh, today, uh, let me see, on my left, I think all season parking, right also season parking. Uh, <coughs> so, Japanese. So today, today we're going to we're going to look at something today. What is today's date? Twelve. Huh? Twelve. Still nineteen. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, I wanted to share with you all today taking refuge. But I also want to know whether you know know how many of you have taken refuge or not. How many of you have taken refuge? How many of you have not taken refuge? Have not taken refuge? Uh, huh? Have not taken refuge. Uh? <laughs> How many of you have not taken refuge? Uh, okay. So, <coughs> for those who have taken refuge, uh, today's session can be a refresher. Yeah, in case you do not take refuge in one. <laughs> so, what does it mean by taking refuge? As, uh last week we um, <coughs> got you all to do some exercises. So I thought this week we will start off the year um, setting off ourselves in some, di some direction in a way. So taking refuge. Hmm. How come this thing doesn't hide itself? Let me check. Where is the taskbar? Personalization? Taskbar. Automatically hide. Can we hide this? Doesn't hide. How come doesn't hide? Huh? How come it doesn't hide? <laughs> huh? Personalization. Taskbar. You see, desktop mode hide. Auto hide. Tablet mode auto hide. But it refused to hide. 
okay, now it hides. Ah, okay, now it hides. Okay, so <coughs> taking refuge. Uh, those who have taken refuge, raise your hand again. Ah, okay, then I ask. So, what do you all take refuge in? Huh? What do you all take refuge in? Uh, you take refuge in the Buddha, in the Dharma, and in the Sangha. Mm. But we have covered this topic quite a, quite a few times already. So today I want to focus a bit more on the Buddha. Yeah. But before we go into that, why do we take refuge in the Buddha? Uh, recap a bit. Yeah. Or rather, why do we take refuge in this tree? What do you call this tree? Uh, this tree is called the Triple Gem. Triple Gem. Why are they called the Triple Gem? Because there are three. One, two, three. <laughs> uh, this only explains the triple part. No, it's true. Huh? It's called triple gem, not dual gem, <laughs> not uno gem. <laughs> triple, because there's three things. Yeah? So it means that there is actually Buddha gem, Dharma gem, Sangha gem. Not the not this gem, uh. <laughs> this gem, G-E-M. <coughs> yeah. The word gem, that, uh, what does this mean? This is something precious, a precious stone, called a gem. Yeah. It's a precious stone. In this case, it's referring to the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha as precious and rare. <coughs> oh. Precious, rare, and valuable. Have you ever heard of the Buddha Dharma Sangha referred to in this way? Buddha Gem, Dharma Gem? Yeah. <coughs> in fact, the second one, Dharma Gem, you should be very familiar. You know why? Because Gem, another, another uh, in, in Pali or Sanskrit is Ratana. Uh, so, the Bhante here, Bhante Dharma Ratana. Uh, so, Dharma Gem. But when we say we take Buddha, we take refuge in the Triple Gem, the Dharma Gem is not that Bhante. Uh. Uh, it's referring to the, the rarity of encountering the Buddha. In this world, <coughs> hard to have someone awakened. Hard to find. Hard to find someone who is self-awakened, even harder. Hard to find someone perfect in knowledge, perfect in compassion, perfect in wisdom. Hard to find. Hard to find someone with, endowed with all these qualities and willing to, with the compassion, yeah, that means the compassion is the willing part, and the ability 
yeah, the wisdom part to teach <coughs> to set form the teaching because it's not a trivial task yeah. even the Buddha in the few suttas uh, he, he used the word it's weary yeah. it means very tiring yeah. tiring to do what? <coughs> tiring to teach tiring to Varabha Ananda is seen in many suttas asking him many many questions you know uh, and he oftentimes explain and explain and explain but in a few suttas we see the Buddha telling him that if you come to the Tathagata you come to the Blessed One asking this same question or similar question again and again you'll be weary you'll be tiresome for the Tathagata oh, when I read this I was like Interesting, huh? how come can the Buddha be tired? Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, imagine one day <coughs> you go to Sumalu and pray. Bobby, Bobby. Then you hear a voice. <coughs> Rosaline. <laughs> huh? so, my dear, my mom, my dear, my dear. Stop asking the same question. What? <laughs> Fun, <laughs> uh, imagine. Yeah, but uh, the Buddha is uh, rare among the humans. Yeah, and the teachings, teachings everybody teach. Yeah, every teacher teaches something. But to have the teaching uh, that describes the way to end suffering. Uh, and actually end suffering and uh, that is rare yeah, that is rare uh, a lot of schools a lot of different traditions different uh, ascetic groups Brahmins different religions yeah, uh, make the claim to uh, to rid us of suffering yeah? uh, make a lot of, make this claim make that claim yeah, but rare it is yeah, to find the teachings that is that actually uh, uh, give that liberation, yeah, show the path towards liberation. So it's considered precious and valuable also. Yeah, because there may be some teachings that is rare, there is no one no one teach it. Yeah. But what is the value? What does it do for you? Yeah. Something can be rare. <coughs> for example, <coughs> this is quite rare. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, this is also quite rare. <laughs> yeah. But maybe not no value to you. Uh. Maybe. <coughs> Anyone want? <laughs> and then the Sangha is rare. Yeah. Uh, the Sangha refers to the community of enlightened ones. Uh, in this case, when we say Sangha gem, then it's a bit different. Uh, my teacher explained, Seng Bao. Yeah. It's not simply the monastics. Mm. Sangha usually refer just to monastics. Uh, when we say Sangha Gem, then it's not just the monastics. Uh, it should include the monastics, but more importantly, the enlightened community. So it doesn't matter whether you're monk or, monk or nun, you, are, you must be enlightened. Then you're included you are considered part of the Sangha Jam. Uh, 
there's such a distinction. Because community, not difficult to find. Uh, yeah? uh, but to find those community that has enlightened ones inside are not easy to find. The Sangha consists of those on different stages of the path. Yeah, and they can uh, serve as guidance for us, serve as inspiration for us, yeah? companions on the path. Yeah? Uh, quack, right? Uh, sit up straight. Mm, don't sit down then like that. <laughs> uh, not good for your neck. Uh. Uh, from 10 years ago, 10 over years ago, I see you. You sit quite straight now over the years. Like that, like that, like that, like that. Now, huh? Getting old. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I must put in more effort to sit up. Mm. Not easy, uh. mm, not easy. So, um, all this being said, what is the benefit of taking refuge? So when we take refuge, uh, it is said that one of the benefits is that it can lead towards liberation. Uh, but we must know that it is not simply just going through the ceremony. Uh. Or oh, I go through ceremony, then tung. <laughs> yeah, it can lead towards liberation. Doesn't mean that it would, it would it, that you just take refuge, then you will be liberated. But in what way can it lead towards liberation? Uh, in the text, it says, the Buddha said, uh, when he was going to enter Parinibbana, he said, "Nan tu za yi tu, wei tu za." So those, so when, uh, when the Buddha was passing away, then he, he declared that uh, among those who have, who, have, who have taken refuge, who have you know, uh, got to know the teachings, those that can be liberated has been liberated. But those that has not been liberated has planted the seeds for future enlightenment. Ah. Planted the seed. Mm. So <coughs> when we take refuge in the Buddha Dhamma Sangha, in a way, we are planting the seeds. Planting the seeds for what? Planting the seeds to move in that direction. Uh, but over the years, I realized it's also not so simple. Even when we say plant the seeds, what kind of seeds is planted depends really on your mindset. Like let's say you go through a ceremony. Yeah? Uh, those who have taken refuge, did you all go through a formal ceremony? Yeah, most of you would have, right? Did you all just go to the Buddha, you know, in front of Buddha and just bow three times and say, may the blessed one take consider me as his disciple uh, from now until end of my life. Huh? Did you just say that three times and then the Buddha eh, sit down there, eh, the Buddha never said anything, so he agreed. <laughs> huh? Did you all do that? I don't think so. Huh? In the Buddha's time, that's all they need to do. 
Yeah. Nowadays, we have a ceremony. <coughs> Usually beforehand, either you request from the Venerable, uh, make known your intent, that you wish to take refuge, and then the Venerable will arrange a day uh, for you to take refuge. Traditionally, if you ask Chinese monk, then it is, it is said <coughs> you'll find a suitable date. <laughs> for me, so when students come to ask me, they ask me when. So I, I follow my teacher's answer. Because last time when I was going to ordain, I asked him, when can I ordain? Then he smiled and he looked at me. He said, ordination is about you. How can I decide for you? You have to decide when you want to go get ordained. I said, oh. <coughs> so now when students ask, tell me that they want to take refuge, and they ask me when they can take refuge, I tell them, same thing. Yeah. Anytime. Whenever you're ready. <coughs> and huh? Yeah. Do you all expect Sifu to come up with some special date? Huh? No, uh, anytime, right? But do you all get to take refuge anytime? Actually, the truth is, it, not in all centers. Uh. Some centers, you just pop in and you say that you want to take refuge. The Bante, usually Theravada, they just say, okay, uh, you, you ready? Uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, usually in Theravada center, you say you want to take refuge, okay, come, kneel down, bow three times, <laughs> immediately let you take refuge. No, no need for special deeds, usually. <coughs> Uh, they will do a simple ceremony and then they will administer their refuge. And it's more or less like what we have done, what we do every week. Uh, the verse is basically identical. Except that the Buddhang, Saranang, Gachami, and so on, uh, Sifu will read one verse and then you all read. Then Sifu will read another verse, then you all read. The significance of the Sifu reading, then you all read, is that this. Uh, is being administered to you. Yeah, that we are not reading together. I'm, I'm reading once to instruct you. Yeah, this is the verse. Then you say, you, you are the one who say. Yeah. Uh, so when you say, Buddham Saranang Gachami, you are the one who say, To the Buddha, I go for refuge. Dhamma Saranang Gachami, To the Dhamma, I go for refuge. Sangha Saranang Gachami, To the Sangha, uh, uh, To the Sangha, I go for refuge. Then duty ampi buddhang saranang gadachami for a second time to the Buddha I go for refuge and so on. Uh, so that's the significance that you are saying it. You know what I mean? Uh, but now when we recite, it's more like a ritual. Uh, but actually, that's the significance. <coughs> so when you recite and you go through that process, the so-called ceremony, it's not a ritual. Uh. Yeah, you can say it's a ceremony because there are steps, ma. Uh, but it's not so much a ritual. Uh, the word ritual is an English word, so there are a lot of different connotations. Yeah? But many times when we use the word ritual, uh, especially in the religious context, it has a certain significance in that. It's not just a series of steps, but it is that you must do it exactly in this way, and it is the steps itself that produce certain effect. Rosalind, like, Si Chuang, uh, 
uh, when expressing, exp yeah, talking, telling story, or <gasps> talk about ghosts, <gasps> <laughs> or explaining the subtlety. <laughs> yeah. no, Actually, sometimes it's understandable. Huh? Whole week, Monday to Friday, Saturday, busy, 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 busy. busy. Sunday, finally, <sighs> yeah. Then someone suffers very soothing voice, huh? <laughs> very soothing voice. Yeah, so, <coughs> that's what I'm talking about, the taking refuge. So, uh, where was I? Huh? Ah, yes, rituals. So, strictly speaking, when we talk about rituals, there's that connotation. Yeah, or that you must do like this, like that, exactly, then it's the, the ritual itself that has some magical power. In Buddhism, it's not so much. There is power, but it's your mind that is producing the power. Because it's your mind that makes the determination, make the effort. Yeah, that I'm, I, I go to Buddha for refuge. Yeah. That is why it's planting the seeds. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, having said that, having said that, uh, taking refuge is not an end, in and by itself, it's a start. Yeah. It's a start in the sense that it marks the start of you taking the Buddha as the teacher. It marks the start of you taking his teaching as you know, the way you want to learn and train yourself. Taking the Sangha, it marks the start of you taking the Sangha as your guide, as uh, those whom you can uh, refer to for guidance, that you look up to, yeah, as a guide on this path towards enlightenment. It's not an end by itself. It's not that you just oh, do it correctly, then that's it. Oh, the rest of your life, la 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 la, okay, I'm confirmed already. No, ah, it's not. It's, it just marks the start. So, uh, because just now, when I, the way I explain it, you may be thinking, the time when I take refuge, I also blow blow, just go there, then then the ceremony, some of it in Chinese, at that time I also don't know, then they just, there's this uh, master up there, then there's another few monks, then the monk, in fact the person leading us to tell us to bow down is a lay person, then just, pai pai pai, then we just, wah, bah, 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 bah. then come out there, oh, bah, 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 bah. then after that, five, five precepts, ask us, nan si fo, ah, nan, nan, nan. Don't know. <laughs> also don't know, ah. oh, then how, ah, don't worry, because it's the start. Yeah. A person may at that moment, wow, very serious, but maybe three days later, not serious. Then the, the rest of your life, although gone through the ceremony, but in their daily life, never take refuge. Yeah. Uh, so, doesn't, I, I, I say this doesn't mean that those of you who haven't take refuge, then just go through and then, ha 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 ha, then the sifu, hey, 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 serious a bit, huh? Oh no, don't talk about Susan, never mind one. No. Don't talk about Susan, every day more important. <laughs> no lah. If you, if you want to take it seriously, then throughout the whole process, yeah, the ceremony, then every day also take it seriously. Why not, right? Uh, so in this way, then you are planting the seed. In this way, you plant the seeds for future enlightenment. In this way, you plant the seed for affinity with the Buddha, Dhamma Sangha, 
such that in future life you get to meet Buddha Dhamma Sangha again. And in this way you plant the seed so that in future when Maitreya Bodhisattva arise in this world, if you are still hanging around, uh, you have a chance to meet Buddha Maitreya, Maitreya Buddha. Sometimes we wonder to ourselves, hey, how come people oh, are so young you learn Dharma? I, I only learn Dharma when I'm uh, 50 years old. I only learn Dharma, then another person, well, now you're 50 years old, I'm 70 years old, then I learn. <laughs> huh? uh, don't have to complain, man. Don't have to complain. Especially in Singapore. If, if you think about it, quite interesting, right? Singapore has so many temples, no? In such a small island. <laughs> Sometimes I, when I, when, because, there are about 200 over societies registered with ROS under Buddhist organizations. 200 over. Yeah. Such a small island. Yeah. If you spread average, right, per, per how many square meters, yeah, how many don't know, kilometers, then there's one, one society. No? Yeah. If you spread across, hey, the chance of us encountering some Buddhist society should be quite high, <coughs> isn't it? Yeah. So, it, but in Buddhism we say <coughs> conditions, conditions. Because for many Chinese, especially Chinese, uh, most of us would have been exposed to some form of Buddhism when we were younger, isn't it? Uh, but as to whether, when we're exposed to it, do we connect? Yeah, do we connect? And that's that depends on what. Uh, depends on our uh, and don't have to don't have to spend time lamenting about how come our link wasn't so good how come it wasn't so strong in the past in the past the past past already last week weather bad or good already gone agree yeah how was last week's weather wow <laughs> 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 all fang xiao one wow this this group all cultivators Last week, last week, book her. Next week, next week, book her. Since I book her, cannot remember actually. This one is not the Fang Xia, this one is not the book her. This one is Wang Xi. A few days of shower. Uh, the weather is generally still quite okay, right? Uh, before December, wow, very hot. There was a period of time that was very hot, isn't it? Uh, and then after that, there was uh, cold temperature. Yeah, early December when we were in Saint John's Island. Wow, shower, 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 every day shower. Yeah, the timing sometimes match very nicely. When we are sitting, it shower. When we when we finish, it stop showering. Then we can walk, 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 walk. Then finish walking. Tang. Yeah, make sure you all come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So regardless of how the weather is, already passed. Yeah. Similarly, your past past link, good or bad, is already like that, uh, Don't have to lament. What you can do is, okay. How about future? Uh, how about future? Yeah. Plant the seeds now. Yeah. You only have now to plant seeds. If you look at all the different traditions, all the different practices, it's all about planting the seeds. Yeah, about planting the seeds. So, taking refuge, 
planting the seeds leading towards liberation. Yeah. But <coughs> if you just say take refuge, then you must know that there are implications. Yeah. So just now mentioned Dharma and Sangha. So when we say take refuge in the Dharma, something that you are already doing, yeah. So is to learn, reflect, and practice the Dharma. No? To learn the teachings, reflect over the teachings, and then practice the teachings. <coughs> So, then in this way, then uh, the seeds, you plant the seeds, right? Then, what to do with the seeds? Uh, when you learn somehow, then it nourishes the seed. You reflect it, you strengthen the seed. You practice, then the seed can grow. Otherwise, just sit, nothing happening. Uh, nothing happening. Mm. Uh, <coughs> so, uh, a bit more about the benefits. Uh. I often ask students, ask you all this question How many of you want to attain enlightenment? Yeah, ask until yeah, you all can memorize already. Uh. Yeah, but what if you cannot attain enlightenment in this life? Next life law, Sufu. Next life law. Yeah. So next life. Uh, I think last week or last last week I talked about where you want to be reborn, right? Can you remember? Yeah. Out of the six realms, who wants to go to the three lower realms? To give Tizang uh, Pusa some help, <laughs> <laughs> they are they are always looking for volunteers. <laughs> yeah, looking for Sia Pusa to go down. <laughs> mm. How? Anyone? No one. Uh, but then it means that you want to be reborn. If you cannot get enlightened, then you have to you will be reborn, right? So where do you want to be reborn in? So you want to be reborn as a human or in the heavenly realm? So taking refuge has this benefit. Human and heavenly rebirth. And again, it is not simply going through a ceremony that afford you this benefit. This benefit comes from the learning, reflection, practice of the Dharma. Not just simply going through that ceremony, no. If just going through the ceremony, <laughs> ah, too simple. Ah. Not so simple. Ah, you must learn, practice, learn, reflect and practice the Dharma. Of course, this means that you learn, reflect, practice, but haven't made it. Ah. 
then that brings us to the five precepts. Yeah, because when we talk about Dharma, it includes the five precepts. And it is the five precepts that supports the human and heavenly rebirth. How many of you haven't taken refuge? Mm. What are you all waiting for? <coughs> uh, the interesting thing in, in Buddhism is you see we don't really tally any number you know uh, in fact sometimes some students the other day just, just a family came over and tell me that the, this is the don't know, son, the daughter Yesterday at NUS, one, one fresh, one, not fresh grad, un, uh, freshy, first year student. He, when I arrived, he quickly come over and say, "Hello, Shifu." And I said, uh, "Hello." <laughs> and then he told me that uh, he was my student in the Kongmingshan Dharma School. Yeah. So now he's twenty two years old. When he, when I taught him, he was maybe thirteen or four, no, four, fourteen or fifteen years old. So that's almost like seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So uh, what do I want to tell you, huh? <laughs> Today a bit tired, huh? Huh? Oh yes, yes. So Sometimes students tell me that they took refuge uh, administered by me. I also cannot remember. <laughs> right? Answer. Quick, answer the call. Answer lah, what are you doing? Hello? Ah, saying ah. How? You need to reply the call? Really reply. Oh. <laughs> ah. So those laymen who don't take uh, the three refuge, but they practice the Dharma and they learn respect practice, does it mean that they don't have the benefit? So is that a difference? So, so, uh, is it compulsory to, to take refuge? Oh, I can tell you very simply, no. not compulsory. The Buddha never take refuge in anyone or so. Then early on, when you asked about why are we waiting for so? Hello. Uh, so you know, but that's Buddha, ma. <laughs> <laughs> of course, maybe you are a Buddha. <laughs> Buddha don't need a teacher. Self-enlightened. Uh, Buddha, Buddha is able to do that. Uh, I don't know whether you can do that. <laughs> hmm. So, hang on. Uh, so this thing about, eh, but Sifu, if I can just learn, practice, and 
learn, reflect and practice the Dharma, uh, then why do I have to take refuge? Yeah. So the question I often ask is, so is that is that a difference? Is there a difference between taking refuge or not taking refuge then? Is there a difference? Ah. <laughs> very smart. Actually, that wasn't a great question. Suddenly, become a discussion. So you're asking me whether there's a difference. See, for a lay person who doesn't take a refuge, but uh, learns. Oh yeah, I, I think there's a difference. Yeah, that's why I asked you all to take ma. Uh, do you all think there's a difference? Ah. Huh? There's difference in what sense? Difference in the sense that for most people, if you don't take refuge, difficult to persist. Doesn't mean that you take refuge, then you confirm persist. But if you don't take refuge, then it's even harder for you to persist. Because if you don't take refuge, no commitment. Today I'm Buddhist, tomorrow, eh, who cares? Yeah. Otherwise, what for? I, so, I, I trouble myself well like that. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I practice ma, I don't have to do well like that ma. <laughs> Correct or not? Then next, next week, I, the next week is that class ah? That is ah? Then next week I come in Jen's t-shirt. Can uh-huh. Can you accept Sifu come over here, wear Jen's t-shirt and then you still bow down? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Better make a distinction. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate your book of confidence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, not because I'm a monk. But if whether I'm a monk or not, whether I'm a, well, I'm a Buddhist, uh, but I'm a monk. <laughs> uh, even when I was a lay person, I would prefer, I would not prefer, I would say the distinction is important. Uh, the distinction is important. Whether in terms of taking refuge, or ordaining. Mm. It serves a purpose. Yeah, it does serve a purpose. It is, in principle, true that uh, if you consider the Buddha, he didn't take refuge. He just practiced, and in fact, he didn't even need a teacher in his last life. Uh, but that's because for many lives, he has really planted the seeds very, very strongly. Yeah, so it's a matter of having a trigger. Then, it, boom. But for most of us, no. Similarly, in, in the worldly, worldly sense, there are some people, they just look at something, they, can fig- they just look, they don't even have to touch it, they look at it, they can figure out how the thing works. Some people, you have someone, sit down, come, I explain to you, after three hours, can you explain the first part again? <laughs> you know? So, different people have different, uh, that propensity, uh, the ability to, to, uh, to, practice or to learn and realize is different. Uh, sometimes some students say that there's no difference. How many of you think that there's no difference? How many of you think that there's difference but you haven't taken refuge? If you think there's a big difference, then you still don't take refuge for everything for. <laughs> ah, so do you think there's a difference for you? No difference. Really no difference? Then why are you not taking refuge? No difference, but... <laughs> no, but you say no difference, ma. 
take or don't take, no difference. Ma. No difference, then why don't you take refuge? But for you, no difference, ma. You will practice whether you take refuge or don't take refuge, ma. So why don't you take refuge? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, because it's true that for some people, they take refuge, then they will practice. They don't take refuge, then they don't practice. Then there are some who, they take refuge, they don't practice. They don't take refuge, they practice. Then there's a difference. For you, say, you say no difference, ma. Then why don't you take refuge? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, don't destroy the cushion. Because there's what? Ah, so that's a difference lah. So that's a difference lah. So if I take refuge, I probably will <laughs> Either all or nothing. <laughs> don't waste time. Uh, Sifu, don't, don't, don't need to have so many ceremony. If I go through ceremony, either I get married or I get ordained. <laughs> One time. Oh, so it's because of the five precepts. Five precepts. Difficult, man. <laughs> last time I'm not monk. Last time I also observed five precepts. Yeah, Which part? Huh? Then? Then? Five precepts. Five precepts. Children. Uh-huh. Eh, but I think under Ufong Chang, I already observed that. That one is Oh, never take refuge. Ah, oh, okay, okay. Ah. So, which part is difficult? Maybe not just you lah. Otherwise, she hit the cushion will get destroyed. <laughs> How about the rest? How about the rest? Ah, uh, life. Is that a need? Yeah, because if I were to go for that, uh, I mean, not that you want to take. Then why don't you quit and go through a ceremony? <laughs> you force me to go into it, or I force no, who, who is forcing you? I'm asking you to force yourself. Never ask me. Never say that I want to force you. <laughs> no, it must come naturally when you think. Why don't you come naturally? <laughs> why must you wait for people to force you? Don't need to have a ceremony, you will still take the refuge mm. and take the five steps. No, no, no. That, that is what I, I feel. This is what I went through. Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel that it didn't work for me. Uh. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. No, no, no. I, I tell you. Uh, uh, you are just giving yourself excuses. You are just giving yourself excuses. No, 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 listen first, listen first. 
you don't know how long you live. You want to live your, you want to um, leave your chance, leave your opportunity for liberation to chance. You want to wait until one day you feel like it. You feel that it's natural. Taking refuge is not about how you feel. Feelings can change. Today you feel like it, then you take refuge. Tomorrow you don't feel like it, then you denounce. Ah. Taking refuge is not a feeling. It's not an impulse. It's not a ganjie. It's not how you feel, whether you feel natural or not. Nothing to do with feeling. It's about your decision. That you see clearly this is the right thing to do, then you do. It's not a feeling that you feel is right. Eh? You see clearly this is correct. Uh, it's okay if you tell me, I still don't see that it's correct. Okay? I cannot force you to see, see that it's correct. Uh, but if you tell me, I need to have that natural feeling. I am rubbish. Ah. I can tell you, all rubbish. Two persons, ah, when they want to get married, ah, they will say it's the right time. <laughs> they don't want to get married. Ah. The girl, the guy asks the girl, Hey, Chichia Giwa, the girl don't want means do one. Ah. You can say anything you want. Ah. Correct? Ah. The one means the one. Do one have to come up with all kinds of... <laughs> yeah. But I think what I think is Let me tell you. Ah. Let me tell you. Ah. No, I don't want to listen. <laughs> but uh, later, later, later. Let me tell you, uh, when I ordain, do you know how many uh, lay person come and tell me, oh, you, you, are so, uh, you have so much marriage, blah, blah, blah. Then half a year and one day after I ordain, my teacher passed away. When we went to Taiwan to do the, the funeral and wake, do you know how many of his disciples come, come forward to see us and then when they introduce, they learn that, oh, I'm one of the last disciples to be ordained by my teacher. Oh, they, they look teary, they feel so sad. Then they say, oh, yeah, you, have, you, have, you have so much merits. You have a chance to be ordained under teacher. Oh, yeah, uh, actually last time I want to ordain, actually. Then <laughs> <laughs> some like, oh, yeah, I know, 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 I know. I tell you, a lot of people, they, they give themselves all kinds of conditions when they will ordain, when they will take refuge, when they will do this, when they will do that. The, the, a lot of them, then some of them learn a bit of Dharma, then they will say what you just said. Right. How many of you currently can observe past conditions, current conditions in its totality and future conditions? When we say observe condition, are you able to see currently the mental faculty? You cannot even see your own mental faculty, even though conditions. Rubbish, I tell you. <laughs> rubbish, no. Ah, yeah, rubbish. Yeah. Wait, wait, choto, choto. Yeah. To me, to me, uh, I, I'm, I'm in particular a bit... Uh, <laughs> I'm not upset, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I just find it very funny. Uh, but I, I feel sympathetic actually. I feel compassion when people say this kind of thing. You know why? Because when you say this, uh, there's no reason for you not to take a reading. 
but you you lock yourself in with this funny idea I must like that then I take refuge but ask yourself what you just described right you say that it must feel natural how and how does this feeling change anything with respect to your practice doesn't change anything no if you now tell me that um, I have three questions about the about Buddhism and so far even Sifu you with your eloquence and your wisdom and your compassion haven't answered me huh is it yeah Sifu that time I asked you you didn't answer oh yeah oh. that one oh, ah, then we can say that these are really conditions that's external of you but feelings to me no no mm. ah what do you mean this is about ego mm. you have your own idea of how refuge should be uh. now look at you ask yourself uh, now is buddha giving refuge be your refuge or you give buddha refuge now it is me yeah. no no listen listen now sifu administering refuge or you decide how refuge should be who are you to decide how refuge should be done <coughs> so it means that no 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 hang on so it means that you know better what refuge is you know you i don't say you don't know but you've got to go back and ask yourself do you really know buddha dharma so well that you you have the you have the wisdom to decide how it should be i i, I tell you uh, we all have ego in us we think we know better but this is where I don't want to convince you, no. I will just tell, tell you you are wrong. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you think about it, uh, many questions you ask, Sufu spend time to explain to you. This one I don't want to explain to you because this is about ego. Ego don't have to be explained. Well. You have to realize this about your own ego. Because now we are talk, not talking about how to construct a building, no. Construct a building, you have, the, you have the expertise, you have the right to say, no, Sufu, I'm expert. Then I have to listen to you, I have to defer to you. Come to take refuge. You ask yourself, well, when do you start learning Dharma? When? And then? And then what, what, how has it changed your life? And then? So, I used to have this kind of mindset. Before I ordained, my sister, my younger sister already ordained. <coughs> so I kept asking my mom, how come a girl go and ordain? Why is there a need to ordain? In a way, the question is different. In a way, the question is exactly the same. I don't feel like there was a need to ordain. Only what? I repeat to practice Buddha Dharma Sangha. What? I practice Dharma, what? I learn go for Dharma talk, I meditate. What, what must I ordain? 
I'm not asking you to audit, nah. don't get me wrong. Nah. But I say it's similar because I thought I know better how to get enlightened. I thought I know better what it means to practice Buddha Dharma. So I feel like I know already. And I think that this is all it takes. Then, because of the condition for me to go and go for a novice retreat, the retreat, through the retreat, uh, because we are recording, uh, some things can say, some things cannot say. <laughs> no, no. So, through the retreat, I realized that all the things I so-called know is just know. Know in terms of just knowledge of what people say about the truth. And in some cases, it's many layers away. But the retreat gave me a glimpse, a very tiny glimpse, I don't say it's a big glimpse, of a tiny glimpse or experience of, oh, the Buddha Dharma is not simply just about that. Honestly, uh, <coughs> I went for the first, first novice retreat, wanting to go there and ask a lot of questions, to question how come like this, how come like that. But through the process, I learned something even more important. Not, not directly answers to my questions, but it got me to appreciate what the monastic life is about, what the path is about. Yeah. That I realized, <laughs> I realized I didn't know anything. Yeah. So, not just you. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. And I mean, you, you should know. Uh, I have nothing against you. <laughs> and as I said, many times you ask a lot of questions, which I think a lot of people will, will ask kind of questions. But I will answer. I will spend time to clarify. Uh, but you must go back and think. Why this one? I don't want to explain. Because I will tell you, this is about us thinking that we know better. Mm. You ask yourself, uh, from the Buddha's time until now. You mean all the masters got it wrong? All the masters so stupid, make people go through ceremony. All of them have wrong view. Ah, you, you, you don't give answer first. You go back and think. Think about this. How many masters do you think exist between Sifu and the Buddha? How many? Ah, you ask yourself. How many? You go and think. Like, don't count like, because hard to count. Like. Sometimes you don't know where they are from also. Right? Uh, you just speculate, let's say every 30 years, one master, you know, generation gap. 2000, uh, 2000, let's say 600, divide 30, 260 divided by 3. If it's 270, it's 9, 90. So it's 80 plus, 80 plus. Minimally, uh, 80 plus generation. So do you think, given, uh, assuming it's 30, uh, if you shorten the thing, let's say like only after 10 years, then you can ordain a new one. Uh, so let's say 15. Maybe 100 over generation. So do you think 100 over generation? And it's not like from the Buddha's time until Sifu, there's only one monk each, uh, or one nun for that matter. Correct? So all those masters in between, what do you think? Do you think you are right, they are all wrong? Or do you think you are uniquely different that you have reached a state where you don't need? Uh, 
because for Cadell, his answer after that, when he clarified, was a bit different. Uh, is that he hesitated because he don't think he can really do the five precepts. For you, you haven't put that clarification. Uh, so go back and think. Uh, for the rest of you, I strongly urge you to, even if you don't want to take refuge, you must think about it. You must think about it. Yeah, because otherwise, you, um, you'll be sad. Uh, if I spend so much time teaching Dharma, and then in the end, because Sifu gives you an explanation, you think that that's all it takes. And you think that then taking refuge, observing precepts is optional. It's not. Uh. In case you all get the wrong idea, I tell you crystal clear, black and white word. Uh. It's not. Don't later, because of your wrong view, you go deep, deep, down, down. Then, then another guy, you know, in hell, ask, hey, what happened to you? <laughs> yeah. Then, then one guy, one guy say, one guy say, oh, I killed someone. Then, they, then turn around and ask you, how, how, how about you? Wrong view. Wrong view. <laughs> <laughs> then, then another guy, hey, Rosaline, I thought you go SGC one. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, what happened? Wrong view. <laughs> Sifu never teach that. You must say, Sifu got teach. <laughs> I, I just kick it. So, uh, there are two of you who have things to comment or to ask. But before you ask, those who have not taken refuge, uh, you should go back and think. Yeah. Uh, as I said, if you think that you are up to the caliber like Buddha, don't need to take refuge. Huh? In fact, don't need to attend SGC. In all likelihood, those of you who still think you need to attend SGC, you definitely need to attend. You need to take refuge. <laughs> yeah. I'm not looking down on you. Huh? But it's just a matter of fact. Yeah. Even, even for Shifu, I delight in... Like, you think about it. If you don't need to take that, then why should I chant, right? But every week I chant with you, like, every week. And it's not like I chant in a jaded way. But Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambuddhasa Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato You know, I think I think I sing with more feeling than you. <laughs> Sometimes I, I chant, chant, chant. Then I feel like, oh, no, you don't have to sing. You don't have to You know? Namo Tassa Bhagavata. It's a very joyful thing, no? Yeah, to take homage. Hey, enlightened one, like, look, you go and find. Angry people, very easy to find. Like. You don't want to find them, they find you. <laughs> enlightened beings, like. Hey, so you found, no? I mean, not, not in real life, but hey, the lineage from this, this guy who is enlightened one, no? Yeah, very joyful, no? Imagine when we chant, <laughs> we chant the what? The, the sing thing. Yeah. Like some students when they uh, want to attend sing sing, then they also want to ask any new content or not. So <laughs> huh? so the same thing, huh? Si laksa. <laughs> then like <laughs> so try haven't changed right. But imagine if every year when I teach, right? Those of you who attend a few sessions, imagine when you attend the second session. The second session you attend is not my second session I teach, you know. You know how many sessions I've taught? Minimally two sessions a year, sometimes three or four sessions a year. I've been teaching Hearts to Trust since 2006. Eh. By any standard, 
I don't have to teach anymore, what. I just go and practice myself or you know, go and hide in a cave. What. Correct? Or? But when you all come and attend Hearts of Trust, I hope you all feel like, wow, I'm sharing with you something I just discovered last week. <laughs> you know? Because that will help you. Yeah, because imagine if Sifu teach Hearts of Trust. Uh,今天我们要上心经。啊,心经里面懂了哈,两百六十个字。啊,玄奘大师翻译的。啊,啊,波罗波罗蜜多心经波了,啊,智慧,啊,大家都知道了哈,正在多说了。Right,所以有了
Oh, oh, Chaka, yes. Ah. 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 Uh, how about you? My my thinking is uh uh same like my brother said. He said that they 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 are afraid of the five percent. Afraid of five percent. Sometimes you ever explain something about not not to be afraid of five percent. Yes. So I think you must explain more on the five percent. Because I think the first one is alcohol, a lot no offense, huh? Yeah. Because of that. They, they, they have joint friends, uh, so they think of the alcohol only, uh, they reject. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not you, but you You have something else to add? Oh, yes. So, so firstly, I'm not afraid for the 5%. Huh? What I meant is that oh. as a lay person, because of the society that we are living in, it's very difficult to uh, keep the 5%. Yes. So when we take the refuge in front of the Buddha, we make a vow to ourselves that we have to keep it. But as <laughs> then the Buddha follow behind. Oh, you break yourself. when I was in secondary school there was one day I had this sudden outburst I shared with my second sister and I told him I told her that um, it has occurred to me it will be much easier to practice if I'm a monk because but it was not it wasn't so much about the precepts but it was simply about that as a lay person I have social commitment I have social ex- expectations put onto me that if I don't hang out with friends then they may look at me strange whereas if I'm ordained I mean even at the age somehow I have this idea that if I'm, if I'm ordained then you know nobody can say anything about me if I don't hang out with them <laughs> yeah. but only to that extent the socialising part beyond that as a lay person uh, in the past I still observe the precepts. Uh, I don't say that there's no difference. There is a difference. But that's where the merit comes from. That's where the practice comes in. Um, observing the precepts, being a Buddhist, is not about an easy path. Yeah, it is not. So you must expect that it will be difficult. The question is, is it worthwhile? And I, I, I will tell you it is worthwhile. We shouldn't give up or, or shun away from doing something simply because it's difficult. I can understand how the, the social pressure <coughs> makes it easier for us to just say, you know what, maybe I don't take it up first. Yeah. I agree that it makes it easier for, or tempting. 
for most people to just go the easy path. Uh, but I still say uh, we should then c consider more deeply the implications both uh, if you observe the precepts and also if you don't observe the precepts. Because it's not so much you don't observe the precepts then nothing will happen to you. You observe or don't observe the precept if you break if you transgress those actions, you do those actions, there are consequences. In fact, the Buddha in one of the sutta highlighted there was a prince who, <coughs> who had this wrong view. He, he thought that it's better if he don't observe the precepts you know, than to observe the precepts. And the Buddha explained to him that it is like a person who is blind versus a person who has clear vision. With clear vision, you avoid the hot pot yeah, and avoid being uh, harmed. And with clear vision, uh, even if you accidentally touch it, you'll know how to avoid it. you know how to move to safety. Whereas if you're blindfolded or you're blind, then what choice do you have? You're going to just go from one hot pot to the next hotter pot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, the whole idea is a Chinese thing, it's not a Buddhist thing. Yeah. Uh, the Buddha don't advocate that. Instead, the Buddha uh, advise and uh, encourage people to take up the precepts because it points us, it plants the seeds and points us to what is right and wrong, yeah, which forms part of what is known as right view. Yeah. And it is with this that prevents us from rebirth in the lower realm. So don't be afraid of breaking the precepts. I'm not suggesting for people to break precepts. <coughs> but don't be afraid of observing the precepts simply because you are afraid of breaking them. Rather, as my teacher uh, uh, explained, he says, one should not be afraid. One should take up the precepts, start learning and refine ourselves as we go. Then to me, this is a more, uh, how do I put it, in a way, moderated approach, uh, not, not extreme. Either I observe perfectly or I don't observe. Don't have to be this way. Yeah. No. Uh, in the end, it is still up to individuals to decide when you, are, you want to take up this uh, practice, this set of training rules to train ourselves towards enlightenment. No? Uh. <laughs> Ego. <laughs> hey, but not bad. La. You know, Sifu say, you know, say, say, say openly like that, he, 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 she's still okay. Yeah, some, oh, immediately. <laughs> some I never say anything also. Sifu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, good good affinity, good affinity. Yeah. Okay? Can I? Uh, maybe, uh, uh, no, cannot, cannot. Because uh, I, today, we, we started late, so I extended a bit, then now a, a bit too much already. Uh, uh, maybe you can bring your question up the next round. Uh, can. Yen now. Yen Shao Sanzang Su Fan Nao. Yen Da Zi Hui Zen Ming Liao. Yen Da Zi Hui Zen Ming Liao.
普愿罪障悉消除，世世常行菩萨道。阿弥陀